0: Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast Um, in this episode I'm just sort broad, just talk about What it is to make us who we are And um Just the need for us to have camaraderie And the need for us to Work together, cause at the end of the day Um when this pandemic hit, um, blacks lost their job, whites lost their job, Republicans lost their job, Democrats lost their jobs, independent lost their jobs, straights lost their jobs, gays lost their jobs, Christians lost their jobs, agnostics, um, Hispanics, and among the population that have passed away, um, we can say a race from every single one of those um, individuals um Every single one of those individuals that have unfortunately um, passed away due to COVID have um, fallen to one of those categories somehow. So um, it could be um, black, white, um, you know, gay or straight or, you know, a mix of one or the other. And um, it's unfortunate we've lost. As of today, we're in October 15th. Um two thousand and twenty, almost a quarter million people in the US. Um, that's a lot of people. And you know, granted the number says some have pre existing conditions and some, you know, have certain um things that may have compromised them, um, age and all the other factors. However, um a quarter million people is a quarter million people. And um that's a grandparent. <laughs> so if you look at the law of that may have been a spouse from a grandparent to a grandkid. Um, we all know how we love our grandparents. Um mm. if you look at the you know, that could be an older dad. So it could be a dad raising, you know, a fourteen year old, maybe started late, or a mom. Um, mm. that could be a mom that may have fought cancer and um she's immunocompromised or the um young man that died. Um mm in his studies because he had battle cancer and then um he got covid because of the structure of his immune system um he died. So that's a woman with a um daughter I believe. So she you know, she has no husband. So um that's people becoming widows, um widows, um um fatherless, um uncle less, <laughs> you know, auntie less, grandma less. That's a quarter million people. So we don't want to take that lightly. And this is, you know, in subtraction of all those who may very well have died because, due to the lack of medical system, so people are not going to get the checkups they need. The diabetics not getting the cure, the cure, um, the, the care that they need. And um, in the long run, you know, a heart attack may, you know, escalate three four x because people don't go to the emergency room. That they just think it's maybe check pain, and then the next time, so fall for the things which people would automatically go to the emergency room for or will go see the doctor for, those things have been neglected. So I think it went beyond that almost quarter million people that have died, are all the people that may have died indirectly because of this. Um, and we don't want to talk about the job lost, the um, abuse that some people may have uh, um, experienced by being stuck with, um, you know, an abusive parent, um, an abusive spouse, um, an abusive family member, um, an abusive caretaker. Um, you know, maybe um, people can be held accountable in certain, you know, organizations because there's no one, you know, overseeing them too. so just an abuse that employees may have suffered, but, you know, more deeply the abuse that have been suffered, you know, in, in the domestic violence, um, there was a rise of domestic violence um, cases this year, um, there was a rise in teenage suicide, so um, think about there will probably be a riot or trauma in the next one, two, three, ten years in the US based off um this COVID. And I'm not I'm actually a rather very, very optimistic individual when it comes to life and and love and experience and walk and and all those things. So um I'm not trying to open this podcast with with a lot of gloom. But it but I do want to speak on the um reality of things. And um, kind of, sort of, you know, just be, be, uh, bring me to, you know, what what is on my hat today? Um, I think it's high time we we ask from from the, our leadership. If someone is to be elected and to be paid, um, south of six figures and almost a quarter million dollars a year, and have one of the best health care in the world and the best security system in the world. Um, by that, I'm referring to both our Congress and the United States presidents. Um, having autonomies from prosecution, um, we we the people should be able to have demands and make demands of such groups, um, whether it's governors, um, senators, but particularly the Congress. It's... It's the best of my understanding that the majority of the American population are, in fact, fed up with the disunity. So, for instance, we will go take the Supreme Court nomination as an example. The lady is going to be nominated by the Senate. No one is going to stop that, right? Um, if she's qualified, I don't see why there should be too much hesitation from the other side to um, not nominate her. I get the politics around that. I get why people are upset not necessarily a fan of this nomination to be quite frank, given what happened on the previous under the previous administration um I don't like the hypocrisy, but at the end of the day we need adults in the room like I stressed in the last um, podcast but more importantly, I think division is destruction and what do I mean by that if you take if you if you take what we have here, let's go to one example, example of abuse in the household. We'll say, okay, COVID is real. We're going to have a nationwide community conversation on COVID, which I don't think we ever did. And we're going to take a nationwide approach, which I don't think we ever did. And what are some challenges that will come from that? Okay. Unemployment. What usually happens when there's high unemployment in, in the environment, crimes. Okay they lockdowns, locked down so therefore let's say people cannot commit as much crime as they should or as they would like to or naturally would occur in high unemployment environment okay how are we mitigating that society we're providing unemployment okay that's good we are providing health care okay america does not have that you um, lose your job you lose your health care and the fact that no one, um, not everyone on the democratic side, have presented a solution as simple as this. An employer provides healthcare. Everyone can buy from the marketplace, make the marketplace more fair. That's a different conversation, but let's say we can make the marketplace more fair. There should be an option for all employees, even con- independent contractors, where we find the economic, spe- economic scale, consultants, whatever healthcare has been provided by your company, when you leave the job, either you quit, you get fired, or you relocate whatever whatever the situation may be. you have the option to buy the exact same health care at the exact same price provided by your employer for up to a year. Doing this alone, you actually have what I would call um economic freedom because I believe we're free in the sense of we could carry our guns. We could buy a house. We could live freely. For the most part, majority of American society is safe. No one's kicking down your door. Um, the government is not, you know, incarcerating you without trial. I mean, they're doing it to some other population, um, but not. It's not widespread, right? It's not the norm. And even for the population that's been done against, whether it's immigrant or minority communities or impoverished communities, we're recognizing that and we're trying to make it better, and that's good. But When it comes to other freedoms, wage freedom—I mean, I think um, health freedom. I I think freedom goes beyond—is there handcuffs in my hand? Like there's handcuffs in your hand if you cannot leave your job because of the healthcare situation. It may not be a literal handcuff, but it's an economic handcuff. You know, so the the fact that we don't have a solution or a situation where you could buy insurance at the at the rate given to you by your current employer for up to a year, after six months after you leave a job, that is beyond me. I don't know how we can solve that. It's not rocket science. It's simple. For that particular instance, um, then we'll have more economic freedoms, and maybe employers will pay more, and maybe employers will you know, respect their employees because we're not in- dependent on them so much. And if capitalism is true for what they say it is, this is a good solution for freedom for all. But Back to the you know where I was trying to get with this. Um my hat for this has been this this this, this divisions and if the president came out and spoke about this in a manner that we should take it seriously. I no I don't get it. Like is it power playing? Is he is he doing mental gymnastics with, with the people? Is he trying to be a straw man from freaking Hungary or something? Like I'm confused. But if we come out, you know, clearly and say this is what's going on, this is how we can navigate this society. I really believe the debts at a quarter million would have been less, but also the debts outside of that would have been less. So we could say, hey, um, healthcare, okay, let's solve the unemployment issue so crimes don't go up and um, abuse and violence doesn't go up. Okay, let's build communities. Okay, so shelters are overwhelmed because of you know homelessness and. Job overwhelms. Can we build third party um housing? Um, Okay, hotels are not being used. Can we use hotels as a place for those who are being domestically um, abused and bringing counseling? And so it's, it's almost like there should have been a pandemic preparedness in the sense of dealing with a pandemic, but beyond that, there should have been more prepared. There should have been more action with fortright thinking. However, we spend so much time, I mean, we could go to senators from the other side and yeah tender wood there. And senators on the other side too, you know, where there's so much bickering and fighting back and forth to where I did not get a lot of the common solution. And this is a perfect example of when people say Washington is out of touch. Yes, yes, Washington is really out of touch and it's it's from both sides because you're even looking at mainstream solution, neither are you bringing together the population to look at mainstream solution. And I don't think this um, podcast itself by design, as long as it goes on, will partake in endorsement, or it may, I don't know. However... If we look at comparison and we look at what I think Biden or the, the, the uh, candidate Biden is attempting to do is looking at the nation and saying, OK, if we stay divided, we could destroy the nation. So I think he is running a unity campaign. We have another campaign saying, hmm, division is good. It helps me. Uh, we can't we can't stomach division. At this point It's just too costly It's costly economically Because we don't have good ideas Coming through the Congress To fix the problems we have Such as healthcare And economic freedom um, It's costly in the sense that You have 60 million people Listening to um, Rush Limbaugh daily Or 60 million listeners and that's, So that's has got 60 million Listeners daily or whatever. That's the that's new average that comes up. If you look at that against the voting population of the US, you're like, okay, that's a lot. And that's when we'll, we could care less about unity. You get an X amount of people listening to Celeste by Ben Shapiro. I'll take that for an example. And um, while intellectually um, capable and um, intellectually sound, there is an element of I would find, I would try to explain the good of what I believe from this side that I align with. So the Republican side, it doesn't matter how bad what is said or what is done is. And um, on the right side, of the, on the other side of the equation, I would try to find the bad from this other side. And um, it doesn't matter what good they are trying to do or what good they intend to do. I would find a bad inside of that good because you know no situation is perfect. And because I am venture peer, I am intellectually capable of doing that. And I would and I would do that. And I will speak in a way to my audience that falls one way or the other. Well they'll fall in line with my thinking. So now you have sixty million people listening to um someone like Rush Limbaugh who has no care for unity whatsoever. Um he talks, he gets paid and he keeps talking. You have someone like Ben Shapiro who is intentionally, intellectually um, dishonest. And um, you have um, mm. man, these organizations are bigger. Um, mm. You you have some of the left-wing media um, who has a way of covering favorable the democratic side of the equation so therefore they cannot point out the flaws in the democratic argument and then you have the other side that is not consigned with the flaws of the democratic position or the democrats position but rather focused on just poking fingers in the eyes of the democratic um position or position of, of the democrats so in a way we don't have a level playing field in our politics today because no one, for one, is willing to do the real journalism. Two, um, no one is particularly consigned with the truth. And three, for the sake of survivalism, everyone picks a side and just bashes the other side. And now we have a president that likes that, takes that and follows it on. And in the long run, we the people pay. How do we pay? Well, we pay by not getting good immigration reform. Well, what does that look like? Okay, you have family-based, you have merit-based, and then you have the population of millions that are in the U.S. So, do we need to solve everything in one bill? Well, that would be nearly impossible. So, let's say, okay, we have three steps. This is what we know is going on with immigration. Let's go one, two, three. The president could care less about that. He's appealed to a more right-wing position on immigration so we'll probably get patchwork done if he loses the Senate, but we will not get proper immigration done for America for the next 20, 40, 50 years, which is what we need, um, because, again, division. Um, we, we don't get a healthcare situation fixed. There's no reason why anyone's healthcare should be 100% tied to their employer. In fact, there should be some kind of a voucher system to where everyone can buy into the market individually or with, the, or with um, their employer, and um, it should be a very fair price. Insurance companies will want to participate because there'll be more people in the pool. Um, businesses will want to participate because they can just give these vouchers. And as long as they can provide the best health care for their employees, they will say this is the best in this state. We're just going to give vouchers for this and because we're you know, good like that. Or they might just have a company you know run um health care system. However, um, we'll have more economic freedom. Um, It actually uh, found out recently that um, there was more entrepreneurs in the U.S. in the 70s than there is today. However, everyone talks about entrepreneurship today as though we have more entrepreneurs than ever. And it's not true. So if you look at how, um, by by so doing, we're creating more jobs like we should. We're creating more business like we should. And um, that's hurting us in the long run. And wages are staying stagnant. Um, we could focus on the wage growth. Is raising the federal minimum wage the best way to raise wage growth? Or is making the marketplace more fair by allowing employees to, you know, create more and more work? Um, there are those situations and problems that we could be solving and doing it diligently. However, um, I feel like we spend enough time bantering and uh, bickering against each other to where now people are just willing to dismiss the truth. Oh, it comes from CNN, it must, it must be false. Or it comes from Fox, it 100% must be false. And, you know, it's... It's not going to get us nowhere in the long run. I'm all for boycotting everything at this point and starting the Oval or taking a few steps back. So... I guess the team for this is... Just pause and think. Just pause, think a little bit. We don't need to to stay this divided. And if we have one guy running for office and he's pulling down his campaign that has negative against the other guy because the other guy is sick and he shows an element of care and then you have another guy Um comes off a sickness, and just goes all out on the attack, not in a political way, but in a more personal way, then America, you know, electing the other guy, says a lot about our character, period. This battle, the division will destroy the nation in the long run.